Just the way you talk, somebody hated. The way you walk, somebody hated. The way you eat, somebody hated. The way you sleep, somebody hated. Everything they hated. So the quantum of evil that is cast out a day against your life, only God knows. But because of the love of God, because of the spirit of God, because of the charity in your heart, because of the compassion, the feeling, the desire, the wish, the kindness you have towards one another, no matter how they orchestrate. The Bible says, let them plan, let them devise, let them orchestrate, let them scheme against you, but it shall not stand because the power of God is your defense, the spirit of God is your defense, the love of God has covered you, and no matter how they try, they shall fail. Hallelujah. Love. It's a sound mind. So the third one is sound mind. That is supernatural thought. A clear and a clean mind towards others. No evil plan or wish against others. Keep a clean mind. Hallelujah. When you see anything, whether it is right or wrong in your sight, look at it, walk your way, and carry your clean mind. Church, there is enough of the issues and the responsibilities of your life to think about than to go about thinking about people. The most dangerous of this is sometimes the people you are bothering your head, carrying them around, they will be progressing and they are progressing in life. So why are you wasting your time? Amen. You spend a whole hour and all that is coming out of, from your subconscious is a deposit, a reservoir of matters of people. And you are poor, you open the tap of your mouth and just be pouring out and like this and it's like this and it's like that and it's like this and it's like that. And when you see this person, they are looking better than you. They are looking smarter than you. They are looking blessed than you. They are going and coming. Their family is looking good. Their children is looking good. And life is getting better. God is blessing them. God is favoring them. There's no problem. They don't get the sickness you get. They don't get the problem you get. And you are still worried about the church. Keep your mouth. Close your mind. Save your life because you are sending yourself into danger. You can't mess around the wonder God. Listen to me. If God has set his mark on the life of a person, rather be part of the good of the person and don't be part of the evil against the person. Because if you try, you will lose your firstborn. Amen. You lose your firstborn. Moses have gone through the camp of Egypt said, be careful, Pharaoh about the way you are treating these people. Stop all the evil. Stop all that you are thinking and planning day and day against them. Stop it. Say, I won't stop. Say, Pharaoh, be careful because you are dealing with the people of God. There is a mark on their life and no thoughts, no evil, no enchantment, no divination, no ancestry, no astrologist, no witch, no wizard, no shrine. No tree, no water, no lake, no stone, no mountain. We can destroy these people. Stop it before you lose your strength. He said, why not? The Bible said that one night God got angry and said, I will show to them that in this life there are people that you can touch, but there are other people you can't think even evil against them. And that night God struck all the firstborn children. They wake up and nobody told them that, let me stop talking about these people. Hallelujah. Keep a clear mind. 
Philippians chapter 2 verse 5. The Bible said that, let this mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. When you read further, what is the mind? That is a, a submissive, a servanthood, and a humble mind. The Bible said that he was equal with God, but he didn't think it as worthy. Some of us, we think so high about ourselves. So high about ourselves. So big about ourselves. It is good to think high about yourself. It is good to think good about yourself. But listen to me. When it comes to your relationship of fellow human beings, drop it and become humble. The Bible said that, let us think soberly to one another. This morning I was in the washroom and it just came to my mind that it is just by privilege. Church, it is just by privilege. You know the reason why? When I came out and I opened the gates to come out, I saw this sister and she stopped and she greeted me and she turned to go. I know her for some time. She was born a Christian. The parents are all elders in the church. She said she started speaking in tongues when she was about six years. She has lived her life. She said very good. She sows very well. Hallelujah. She's now in her early 40s. Excuse me to say she's sleeping in chaos. Amen. At the age of 40, she has dated only three men. None has touched her. She's sleeping in chaos. Struggling to eat. When it is raining, she has to get up and carry containers and carry the water. I look at her. I went back. I closed the door. And all I said, it is just by grace. And I asked myself, how long did I become a Christian? How long did I knew God? Look at this house. One person, I'm staying alone. Look at this car. One person, I'm sitting in it alone. How righteous I am. How good I am. How blessed I am. How holy, how prayerful I am. Look at someone who has lived 40 years in the house of God. Look at how. Does that give me the right to start thinking that there was something wrong with this sister? The Bible said that the same God, he reigned upon the wicked and he reigned upon the righteous. It's the same God. He decides some to be rich, some to be poor, some to be good, some to be rich. The same God, the Bible said that all is by the pleasure of the Lord. He like one to be rich for his pleasure. He like one to be rich by his pleasure. He like one to go through afflictions for his pleasure. He like one to go through Mary for his pleasure. All is for the pleasure. But the Bible says at the end of the time, the God shall justify all. So let us control our mind. Let us control the way we think and begin to think about the mission that God has for our life. Amen. Bothering yourself thinking about somebody, thinking about people, thinking about who is what, thinking about this thing. You are preparing yourself for distraction. You don't have the pleasure of time. Amen. Look at your age. 
How old are you? What do you have? What do you have? Amen. Go back into the archives of books. Go and see people at your age what they have got. Look at your colleagues, your peers in the other side of the world. They are also Christians. Sometimes when I open TBN and I open some of the foreign channels, the gospel channels, sometimes I get angry. Because you see people who have nothing to offer. But they are before the eyes of the world. Hallelujah. And all that you have is a small corner. Small place. Nobody even knows of you. And instead of thinking a base of ourselves. And humbling ourselves. And thinking soberly that may the Lord pick us from our crooked corner. And make us somebody to become someone in life. We have thrown that away. And we are bothering this mind. Which is just fragile. Which this mind which is just today. And tomorrow you are forgotten. We have allowed this mind to become a torment of evil. Destroying every life. And pushing us backward. Hallelujah. Abraham didn't bother to think about look at when lots turn against him. If it was somebody who said, hey, I've helped you. Now this is it. Abraham said, well, what do you want? He looked around and said, I like this nice place. He said, take it. Look at David. Shall, shall come there. What did Saul do to David? David got the opportunity to destroy Saul's life once. Kill him. His bodyguards and his comrades, Joash, Abishai, Abiata, all of them, they say, David, today God has given your enemy to you. Kill him. David said, no. I will not. I don't even think about that. And you know what he said? He said, I will not the Lord's anointed. Meanwhile, God has spoken in the ears of everybody before prophet Samuel that I have rejected King Saul and I've removed the glory out of him. And everybody knows that the glory is no more on Saul. The kingship, the anointing is not on him. But because the man still occupies a place in life, and the man is still living. And David is not thinking about what to do to his enemy. But he's thinking about what other person can, be, can do to him. So I will not touch him. Lo and behold, when David also came into the throne, look at what his own son, Absalom, didn't do to him. The first coup he had in the, in the palace was by his own son. Look at his own body body. His best counselor, Ahitophel. Look at what he did to him. But in all these things, none was able to defeat him because the man carries a clean mind. Hallelujah. Clean mind. God said, you'll be able to do it. Yes. There will be challenges. There will be oppositions. Life will react against you. But you need to carry a clean mind. You can only overcome when you carry a clean mind. Let's move on. Now we're going to look at this. The, oh, no, let's move on. We, we've dealt with this one. So let's move to the next one. We're now going to do what? Love. What lo power, love, and sound mind has done for some people in the Bible and how they succeeded 
and achieve their mission just by sticking by these three virtues of the Lord. Judges chapter 6 verse 14. Then the Lord turned to him and said, Go in this thy might or might of yours and you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have I not sent you? God has come to Gideon. And God has given Gideon a mission. Gideon, your family is really going through tough time. Poverty. Destruction. Failure. Disappointment. Nothing is working in the family, Gideon. But I have come that you will save your family from the hands of the enemies that are against your family. Gideon said, God, I can't. So what do you think? He said, God, you don't know what you are talking about. I can't. God, if you think I can, why is it that all these years I have not been able to overcome this Midianites, these enemies? My marriages have been disappointing. My business don't work. My job don't work. My finances don't work. My children are becoming stubborn. Everything about me is failing. And you are telling me that I can save my family. You don't know what you are talking about, Mr. God. Then the Lord reminded him, he said, Gideon, you don't know what you are talking about. Inside of you is a power. It's a might. Inside of you is a force. Inside of you is a violence. If you can only leave the facial expository of things and you begin to go into the inward potential in you, you overcome it. Gideon was like, God, are you sure? He said, yes, go in this your might. Go in this your power. The Bible said that Gideon rose up. Masha the Amish said, let's go. He finally destroyed all the Midianites. Saved his people and had a better life. Church, I came to announce to you that there is something sitting inside of you that the devil is afraid. That Satan is afraid. Witches are afraid. Listen to me. But they have thrown onto you the outward exposure of it. And when you see what is happening around, it push your potential inside of you. Amen. Some of you, you are, I mean, you don't know the power that's sitting inside of you. Just because you are seeing what is happening around. It has not worked the first time. It has not worked the second time. It has not worked the third time. So it means that you can't overcome it. Church! Until you encounter and count failures, you are not ready to embrace and count victories. Amen. Jesus didn't fail, but Jesus experienced failure. The Bible said that in Garden of Gethsemane, the man wept when he saw death and he said, Father, if it will be, take this cup away. At that moment, his natural life had failed. But you know, he didn't end there. He said that nevertheless, not my will, but your that means not my strength, not my power, not my desire, not my wish. By you, I will make it. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 8 verse 11. He said that the same power that resurrected Jesus from the death, if that same power seated in you, it shall quicken your mortal body. 
is seated inside of you. Hallelujah. Maybe you have never seen a dead which is resurrected again. But I have seen one. Somebody who died for two hours and came back again. And I can understand the power of resurrection. Hallelujah. When this woman died at the hall of my boss, that morning his legs were shaking as if he's dancing at war. Shaking, blah, 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 the whole family. Blah, 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 blah. We brought the nest, the nest check, everybody, they concluded. Yamutu. The church, we have not even started. We are just, we're in the process of the building. And this is already news is going around like the way it's going around. We are building and the whole people are saying oh, a lot of things. We have got this, we have got that, we have got that, we go juju, we do this, we do that, we do that, we do that, we do that. The pastor do this, do this, do this. A whole lot. Then on top of it, someone came and died Sunday morning. What are we going to say? And you know, if you say you won't talk, the church members will talk it for you. Hallelujah. We have to call, call Pastor Richard Amen. Call him. Call Pastor Ken at Costa Estate. We held our hands. We said, wherever you go, you are, you are lying. Not in this, if you die, go and die in your village. Two hours. We contended with the spirit of hell and death. Sunday morning, everybody removed their suit. Hallelujah. We kneel down, we stand up, we jump, we lie down, we kick the body. You leave the body, brah. You leave the body, brah. Say, hey, mommy. Then we finish. After two hours, we stood up. We said, Oh, this is what we are going to do. The, we put the body in a chair. Then, one will put the mouth, open the dead body's mouth. Give yourself 15 minutes. You are dead body. Amen. Sorry, 50 years. All of us are dead body. Is that not it? You add 50 years to your own. Check. You are hot. Check. Amen. I'm 43. Let him add 50 to it. I'm how, 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 how old am I? 93. Remember, Titi, me remember. Ah, my father is 94. And trouble. Trouble. You cook for food for him, he will tell you, go and bring Maggi. Because the food is no sweet. You want to put raw Maggi inside. They tell him, he doesn't eat sugar. He tell them they want to kill him. That's why they say he shouldn't eat sugar. 94. He's just creating confusion for everybody. Amen. I'll, get it. I'll, I'll go past 70, but to become a bird in there. If I'm 90, God wants me fine, but I don't envy it too much. Some of you say, for 50 count your home. Hallelujah. But you shall live, you shall not die. But declare, I reverse my word. I cancel it, I nullify it, I nail it on the cross. You shall see 120 in Jesus' name. But not a poor 120 old man. Create confusion in the house. So, what put the mouth on his mouth on the mouth of the dead woman then another one also put the mouth in the ears and then one to put the mouth and the ears the three of us 
Then we stop doing praying. All that we have to do is we breathe in. Then we breathe out. Into the body. We breathe in. Then we breathe out. We said we are doing it to seven. If by seven, this dead body doesn't come out, I have to pack my things and leave. Because we know that Adam FM will cover this. Hallelujah. By the time we hit five, we saw that the legs are shaking. And when we saw the legs are shaking, we all went back and said, hey. <laughs> that is why I say fear is in everybody. The pastors who were praying for the dead when the legs shake, Apostle, did you see? <laughs> I said, Apostle, I saw somebody. It looked like he shake the leg. I said, yeah, Apostle, it looked like I, say, uh, I see something like that. He said, be like, Charlie, this woman go feel result too. Hey, this one, they be big testimony. Make me continue. I said, yeah. But, but nobody wants to get closer to the leg. You know, the leg, no quality. <laughs> Hallelujah. So we break six. Then the, the hands also move. So we get the confidence. We stood up. Challenge comedy. Sunday morning. It wasn't easy. Then we bled the seven. Then the lady's knees. Then she woke up. There's one angel. So one more one more say I'm a family. So I'm So I'm I'm So I'm a family. So I'm a family. So I'm Get in a bibia and I'm maybe Johnny and my bibia. I say, Inframa, Inframa, you don't know what you are talking about. Inframa, Unimbrani Pabre, Hallelujah. There is power, I said that for the power that resurrected Christ from the death. If that power is seated inside of you, it shall quicken your mortal body, it shall quicken your spirit, soul, and body. That there is nothing that over can overcome you in the name of Jesus. I declare inside of you, I stir up that power inside of you, I stir up that potential inside of you that you will never be afraid, you will never give up, you will never run away because of anything of fear. But there's power that will enable you to overcome in the name of Jesus. Shout Amen. Hallelujah. Power it's inside of you. Power. God told him, uh, Gideon, say, Gideon, stop whatever. There's power inside of you. Get up and face the enemy. We are the people who have made the pastors and the prophets or whatever to become too big on our eyes. We are the people. Amen. We are the people. Because we have told them that you have the power, we don't have it. And sometimes it is not that they have any power. There was a woman who came here with a son. The woman came first, and then he came again with the son. I told you before, the, the son who went to do his master's at Oxford and was not coming, and then God threw, and the, the, child, the boy came. So they came here, and the boy came. He's married to a Philippine lady, have a child, and the, the lady has run away to Philippians with a child. And then he came, and they said, Pastor, the woman said, Pastor, I believe in you. You pray for my son to come, so I want you to pray so that my son's wife and the child will come. <laughs> I look at the woman I say, Easy, these are some of the things. Whatever you tell me to do, I will do. I, I, I was laughing and I told myself, I said, There's nothing I'm going to do. I'm just going to help this woman to make use of the power that is in her. I say, Hold your son's hand. They held their hands. I said, Whatever the two of you believe and you want to see it happen within one month, say it. They held their hands and they and they and they and I saw the woman was crying and the son was crying. After some time, I made them to stop. 
I told them, go and take water. Wash your face. And say that I wash out every blindness. I wash out anything. I declare that from today, my eyes shall see. My son and my wife, my eyes shall see. My daughter-in-law and my son three times and come. They went and did it and they come. And I said, seven days. When you wake up every morning, the boy stand at your bed and speak on the, on the bed that I command by 30 days, may my wife and my son come and sleep on this bed with me. I said, the woman, for seven days, when you wake up every morning, stand at the entrance of your door and declare that by 30 days, may my daughter-in-law and my son-in-law, may they appear at that gate. I give them. 30 days it happened. You know what I did? I stir up the power of confession. In them. I didn't pray for them. I didn't do the water I used them to wash. I only want them to wash the face because after crying, their face was not nice. I told them they should just go and wash your face. I don't want to look at old will cry and look at the face. Amen. It was no prophetic, it had nothing to do with the Lord said, but you know that I could have prophet I could have prophetically it. Have said, Yeah, the spirit of Ash Mantoro Bosibica, Palibro Icataya, hey, Lebru Sitaya, woman, woman, hey, me, I want to be chain, problem, master. Piratua, Yanian Yedo, Yanian Yedi, Yampese Bedidi, a sons are identity, Chow and Yadiacho, Yampese Bedidi, Nakapila to be enemy, could be enemy, Nansa Hombrasia, Namia Jumandi, Mammy, a Hombrasia, so Nanya Yatlem, hey. Mami, I did not catch you. So we are pa. Catch your Jesus in the miam. So Bosume ba kopa ube hu ubano. What's in the ubano ombeba? Now ba so be ba for ye pa. Ba for ye. For ye so nyami ni. Wode wode bibi akura wode he. So wantu ma kura no beto atong. Na for ba for ye. So waka ube atong kano. Na for ba for ye. Ube tokas do adi akano. Then I'm catching Amen. When you do that, you know what they are doing. They are staring up your faith. Because you believe in their confession, you believe in their word. The Bible said, believe in the prophet that you may hold prosper. So when you believe in the words of the prophet, you put yourself on the platform of possibilities. And when you do, it happens. It is nothing. Tricks with scriptures. Except one or two words of knowledge that some genuine ones will give you. But most of the time, they just play on your faith. I did it. The woman did. Miracle happened. They are happy. They came past out. So how, how are you going to say, I laugh and laugh and laugh and laugh and laugh. You say, why? I say, you go. After two, three months, come back, whatever the Lord said you. By three months, the, 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 the law of diminishing returns. They will forget. They will stay there, please. Amen. I don't need it for anything. Power is inside of you. Hallelujah. There's power inside of you. There's nothing you can't overcome. I want us to look at the last one that we close. The power of love. Love. Let's go to 1 Kings chapter 3, verse 24 to 26. How power might overcome impossibilities for Gideon. And let's see how love also overcame a king's judgment. The final judgment and brought back a woman's desire. And the king said, Fetch me a sword. 
Bring me a sword. Then the king said, Bring me a sword. So they brought a sword before the king. 25. And the king said, Divide the living child in two. And give half to the one and half to the other. 26. Then the woman whose son was alive said to the king, Because her heart yearned for her son. Because her heart yearned for her son. Other versions said that because she was deeply moved in her heart. Other person said that because she had a deep compassion for the son. So she said, oh my Lord, give her to the living. Give her the living child. And by no means slay it, but the other said, it shall be neither mine nor yours divided. The power of love. The king has issued his command. Kill the child. Cut it into two. Cut it this one. And I'm telling you, in those days, there was nothing like, oh, maybe it, they will cut it. Those days, when the king speaks, it's finer. The Bible even said, the words of the king is finer. Remember when Herodias danced before the king and the, 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 the king was pleased and asked her, what should I do for you? And then mistakenly, she went to the mother and the mother said, I tell her you won't join the Baptist head because John the Baptist has been speaking against her relationship with the, the, the brothers, uh, uh, with the king because the king was the husband's brother. And we're having a secret relationship and John the Baptist has spoken against it. So the woman was peeved and wanted to eliminate John the Baptist. So when the girl went to the mother, he said, what do I want? He said, tell her you want John the Baptist. Then the girl went, Daddy, I want the head of John the Baptist. The king said, so should you. He said it before, hey, what have I said? He could not reverse his words. They went, brought the, John the Baptist, cut the head, brought the head to the young lady. Prof, yes, you didn't. She was holding it. Go and give it to mommy. Mommy, what am I going to do with it? The power of the king's word. So they were going to kill. Then the woman, love, could not stay. Even though she knew that this is my child. This woman has killed her own and wanted to take my own. But because of love for life, she said that it doesn't matter. Give my child to her. Give, don't kill the child. Give it to her. Love. And the king said that clearly it tells who the child belongs hallelujah love will always move in the direction of life love and when love is full in your heart i'm telling you you will always fight for life you will not fight against life if love is in your heart you will listen to what people are saying about another person and join it listen to anytime you become contributor or you contribute to the evil against another person you don't love hallelujah there are times maybe friends we can discuss issues. Oh, maybe there are three friends and then this one, this issue we meet and we discuss about it. But it shouldn't be a discussion to destroy him. Whenever the discussion is going to destroy him, it just means we are speaking out of hatred and it is not love. Hallelujah. And you see people passionately, passionately destroying life. Destroying love. And they come to church and, and we speak. I love you with the love of the Lord. I love you. I can see in you the glory of the Lord. I love you with the love. And you know that yesterday you slay this person. You slash this person. 
You stab this person. You slander this person. You gossip this person. You know that you have never spoken anything lovely about this person. But here you are. Say, I love you. You love who? God will be sitting up there and be looking at you. Say, wow. Look at hypocrites. Hallelujah. Take me back, then we close. Mark chapter 1, verse 41, and Romans chapter 5. The Bible said that Christ has put in us, or has given us the heart of love. Mark chapter 1, verse 41 tells us the love that Christ has given us. Romans chapter 5. Make us a baby in an uncle working on this scripture. Then Jesus moved with compassion, stretched out his hand and touched him, and said to him, I am willing to be cleansed. Jesus moved with what? Compassion, with love. Jesus could have said, Well, I, I don't care, I don't mind. After all, you are not my mother's son, you are not my father's, you are not my relative. But the Bible said that he didn't look at who and what a person is. Everybody who appeared before him, he moved with compassion. He moved with love. Romans chapter 5 verse 5. Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Hope does not disappoint. Listen to me. Until now, if all your hopes are not coming to pass. If all your hopes are failing, if all your hopes are delaying, check your heart. Amen. The measure of love in your heart is low. Because for now, hope does not disappoint. Why? Because the love of God is shared abroad in our hearts. So the measure of love in your heart determines the faster of your hope to become fulfilled. If you are hoping anything and it's delaying, go back, check your heart. Check your heart again. You don't need to go pray and whatever. Check your heart and check the measure of love there. You say the pastor, pastor, I have love. Pick up the people in your life one by one. Roll call and consider them. You realize that when you pick one, your heart will begin to speak. Ah! You will see that something will begin to come out of your heart. And it's a demonstration of what? Hatred. And it keeps tiring our hope in the Lord. The Bible said that God has poured in our heart a broad and a broader quantum of love. And because of that love, our hope will never be disappointed. This morning, I pray the God of power, the God of love, and the God of sound mind that if there's any of this scarcity, shortage of these virtues, in your life. May the Lord replace it in you. And may the Lord amount it in you. May the Lord give you the power and the might 
to stand against. May the Lord enable you with the love that you need to overcome. And may the Lord fill you with a clean mind to do so that nothing can stand in front of you and you wouldn't be able to overcome it. But because of this, every hope of your life must come to pass. I pray that whatever you are hoping the Lord for this year, may none of these things become a reason why it must fail. But may it become abundant in you so that you will see the blessings of the Lord in your life. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you.